Hello, you're listening to another episode of Koopa Talks. I'm your host, Mognite, also known as Ray, here back with my lovely co-host. Hi. Hello. Hello, Hello, caller. Yes. Oh, no, it's me again, Andrew, the eternal second chair. Eternal second chair. Um, Can't have a podcast without two people. Oh, you can't have a solo cast, but kind of lame. Anyways, we're back here once more here to talk about video games. Um, you love them. We, uh, we so, talked about bummers, and now it's time for talked about cool stuff. Cool stuff. Today we have a mix of games that came out recently and games that came out and was in a backlog and someone apparently finished them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I did that. <laughs> you did that. Yeah. Um, yeah, for me, you know, I just look at this Thor page with like new releases, and like, ah, oh, that's cool. Mm-hmm. Cool. Whereas, whereas uh, I couldn't get a hold of a PS5, so I was like, hey, I should finish my PS4 backlog. And I was like, hey, that game came out 14 years ago. I should play that now. So, uh, you know, to each their own, I do yeah. have a case of backlog to deal with. Mm-hmm. But this. This month, I was like, you know what? You know what needs to be covered? New games. Right, right. So, let's go straight into it. Mm-hmm. I will talk about my first game, presenting Boyfriend Dungeon. Ooh, I've heard a lot about this game. Boyfriend Dungeon came out. Oh, God, I forgot my facts. <laughs> Wait, you, don't, you don't have that pre-up? Like, I'm uh, well, super not doing right now, too. I have the notes up, you know, but specific dates, I'm bad. You know, right. we, uh, for, 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 uh, for lore, we grew up in the same high school together. Yes. Then we took uh, European history. Yes. Uh, advanced placement AP for the yes. um, uh, non-US knowing folks. Mm-hmm. And like uh, the worst part about AP history for me was remembering the dates, remembering everyone's names, and it was very hard. Anyway, right. anyway, boyfriend <laughs> came out August 11, uh, published and developed by Kid Fox Games. Uh, was a Kickstarter project, I believe. Now it's out. I think it's like two or three years of development, mm-hmm. and you know they had a big. Uh, showcase on uh, the Nintendo Switch indie showcase. Um, I think they had like a teaser too before like the official trailer on the Switch. Sure. And also like other um, indie press stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I played it. Um, I didn't beat all the routes, but mm-hmm. I did beat one with the character I like playing as. And it was a good time. Yeah. Uh, all in all, it took me like three hours for the first route. Oh, well, it's pretty short. I thought it was much longer. Uh, so <laughs> content of that game, um, compared to like, you know, something, or compared to like other games, um, well, it, it is easy to compare it to other games, but I'm right. trying not to do that right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so it has like seven. Like, um, basically, dateable characters slash weapons, but only two dungeons. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's it's really easy, you know, 
to um level them up by just sticking with one character right and then just you know just doing the rest of the story mm-hmm. um and like the the final part of it um it's not like time locked or like time sensitive so you could honestly just unlock until the end of the story the game warns you it's like hey if you're gonna beat the story or you're gonna do this level with the final boss um it has to be this one character that you maxed out like the game yeah. wants you to like max out a character right but um yeah it's like do you want to do this yes or no and then they say no and then you can just level up the rest of your characters so, mm-hmm. no consequence fun game um yeah it's a fun game uh, a lot of caveats in terms of like game design and stuff right. like that um but overall i had a good time with it i don't like all the characters in terms of play style mm-hmm. and like two of them based on their character it's just you know part of it right um so i will be going back and playing like the two other characters that i really liked right but so far yeah uh good time um fun time right yeah i get you i mean there there's i think there's always a place for bad characters in video games like they kind of they need to be there sometimes they act as foils and foils are an important part of writing and narrative and um without getting too much into it the the, these things need to exist for interesting stories not always to happen but it 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 definitely is always sometimes needed to push a story forward yeah Um, it's like um a lot of times stories like they just need like that one push and like a reason to do something right yeah i like a big overall mystery so like the big mystery of this game was um you're doing these dungeons and then you find these uh different characters these different like swords slash dateable characters but um so in this game you date people and who turn into swords basically yeah Yeah. without giving too much away you go into these uh dungeons uh short name dunge (laughs) uh, in this setting not dung no. no, not Dung. Uh, D-U-N-J, um, pronounced ah. Dunge. Okay. Yeah, you know, with the kids and like the short. And right. Quick aside, I didn't know what T-T-Y-L meant. <laughs> until, oh yeah, I know. <laughs> until like I, uh, played this game. Oh, nice. Because apparently I don't text a lot of people in shorthand. I I swear I've said that to you, and maybe you just kind of ignored it. Yeah, all I know is like thanks for the invite. It's like I was like <laughs> I thought I think those were like the same thing. It's like it's kind of weird that he ended it with that, but mm-hmm. anyways, uh, the big mystery is you find these dateable characters slash swords in the dungeon. And it's like right. yeah, I don't know how I got here, right? And I'm kind of like chipped, but thanks for rescuing me. Uh, I'm gonna go home and hey, want to hang out sometime? Mm-hmm. And like throughout the story, you meet. This guy, who um, he seems cute at first. You do like coffee shop, and it's like, hey, you want to hang out? And he starts being weird, and he right. gets progressively weirder. Oh, and then um, maybe it has something to do with the people, uh, uh, like trapped in the dunge or like messed up in the dunge, or maybe yeah. not. Maybe play the game, figure it out. Who knows? Um, yeah, like. 
So this game had some Twitter discourse, right. or internet discourse. So um, I heard. I especially sometimes with like um, LGBTQ games, right? Where like people, I don't know. It the same thing happened when a Dream Daddy. Um, hit game, uh, visual novel dating sim Dream Daddy got released. Yes. Where it's like people expect a lot of things to be like really wholesome and cute and stuff like that, mm-hmm. but like in reality, like even like some of the really good stuff is like isn't. And then whenever they're like people are kind of looking for, uh, like find that kind of conflict, they start really getting vocal about it and like being, right. being weird. I was like, hey right. man, it's just, just fiction. Yeah. And especially with like uh, those kinds of games, you know, being yeah. like trying to be like diversive, but also like being like realistic. Mm-hmm. And like the people put them under such scrutiny. Um, yeah. Because like the nature of those games are just like they're not, they're not, um, mm-hmm. Not vibing, but it's like more like they're not like either used to those kinds of games or like they have something against them, like because right, of the nature right. of the games they are. Right. Am I am I allowed a hot take? Yeah, sure. Okay, I here's here's my hot take about this. Um, people who play games, uh, people generally like to play games that they know they like right you know right yeah you you like genres of certain genres of games and you tend to play those games or you like to play games with certain themes or whatever and you tend to play those games mm-hmm. um i find that when it this this type of again i'm going to be very general i'm not going to point to a lot of specific things but when people tend to when when these kinds of games come out and uh, a certain people i'm not going to point to a certain demographic either because this can really happen to anyone um and they find a i don't want to call it a twist but a a theme that they don't necessarily agree with within a genre of game that they thought they were familiar with yeah they tend to make these kinds of they they, those games tend to make get a lot of scrutiny now I, I, you, you and I both discussed this probably a lot earlier with games like um, Doki Doki Literature Club, right? Where mm-hmm. that game, to me, was not that surprising because I had played a lot of JP, like JP only, like visual novels. Yeah, I understood like... that these kinds of not necessarily twists or gimmicks, but that kind of narrative, those kinds of narratives already exist. And I was already, and you were too, already kind of exposed to that kind of thing. So when, again, like something like Doki Doki Literature Club does the thing it does, and if you haven't played it, I'm not going to say it, what it is. <laughs> when it does the thing it does, I was like, oh, cool, it's doing this thing. And I already kind of know what, I know what I'm buckling in for now, right? And yeah, it's not like that you know surprising. Right. Yeah. And when a certain when when people that are not familiar with these kinds of narrative twists or gimmicks or whatever what have you be, these people that have seen this for the first time are the ones that tend to scrutinize it the most. Yeah, I'm not that surprised when bad person does bad thing in bad game because I've seen that writing thing before, and I've seen much worse. 
um granted we're not like comparing apples to oranges here but when you read more and you expose yourself to a lot more writings especially when it comes to lgbtq stuff you know uh that you read there there's a lot more out there than wholesome things yeah those unwholesome things have a right to exist as well it doesn't make them bad um that's 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 my that's my Mm -hmm. hot take yeah and yeah i do i do agree with you um i think a lot of this discourse too um but i think half of it is like bad faith intentions yeah like this is kind of criticizing it because it's um that kind of like nature of that game mm-hmm. but like the other part of it is um you have to understand that um you know fiction is fiction it's not exactly real but it is like made like illicit feelings so like good fictions at least illicit like feelings show ideas stuff like that um i mean you're talking about like jp only visual novels or like yeah visual novels um basically dealing with like hardcore or not hardcore well like definitely like heavier subjects right and, and i mentioned jp only because a lot of west western visual novel development is still i would say still kind of picking up its feet if you read yeah, a lot there, of uh G, uh, at least in in to my understanding uh I mean, like I, japanese I, visual novels have i can show a, you some yeah i can show you some western visual novels uh, later uh, uh, uh i'm pointing to a longer history of going at least in the in mainstream right mainstream yeah, understanding yeah. of what a visual novel can be what it can do let me let me correct yeah. my yeah. my my uh statement then because you're right yeah. you're right um so, but uh, well, the ones that come up to mind, at least especially for me, is a visual novel called the Saya no Uta, mm-hmm. or a Song of Saya, um, described as a Lovecraftian horror visual novel. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I saw that game when I was in middle school. I didn't play it. I had the choice. With... <laughs> <laughs> I was on an internet forum. And I had the choice was he either playing this and another game that does deal with um, heavy content. It's a, yeah. a drug that makes you dream. Mm-hmm. No, but uh, Sayano Uta is definitely more like um, it's not body horror, but it does deals with like a lot of gore, yeah, like guts and stuff. Yeah. Um, my talk also talk about like Doki Doki Literature Literature Club. It's also like mm-hmm. deals with that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so they actually updated today their, um, at the time of this recording, to add more, like, content warnings. It's like, hey, there's, um, there's a dude in here, and he's really icky, and, like, these are the subjects that are icky about him. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think it's always nice to add, like, content warnings and stuff like that. Um, yeah. the original Doki Doki Literature Club add, has content warnings. Um, right. And even like the the modern one you could buy on Nintendo Switch or whatever, the updated one, mm-hmm. uh, I think it has a even better content warning for mm-hmm. things. But there is that element of like going into it, kind of like knowing what you're expecting. Because mm-hmm. like, uh, yeah, you play Boyfriend Dungeon, you meet that icky character, and we're like, the first, like one of the first things he says is like kind of like dissing on your cousin, <laughs> and it's like. Yeah. Uh, 
Yeah, it's like, yeah, I grew up with him. He's kind of a loser. And I'm like, oh god, is this, this is that this is that kind of guy. Yeah, yeah, right. But I wouldn't be able like to figure that out until like you know I read a bunch of content like that. Yeah, and even if um, boyfriend dungeon is like that first, um, I'd say you never like experience like other media other than boyfriend dungeon. Right, one is kind of stretching it. But if you're gonna go like that, um, I think the writing it is strong enough, even though it's pretty tropey. Mm-hmm. In terms of like, once you when you see a character and then like hang out with them, if you know the tropes, you kind of know what they're going for. Mm-hmm. But they are good like variations and like uh, explanations of those tropes. Right. I like going to boyfriend dungeon for his time, seeing this icky guy, and then seeing how he acts later on. Like, um, uh, like you, you just start to understand that um, people, people like that exist in real life. Also, this is a thing of fiction, so it's a, a healthy way, or it's healthy to like separate them. But you know, part of what fiction helps us do is um capture those ideas, capture those emotions, and then mm-hmm. lets us experience them in a safer way. Right. Rather than, you know, if if the if icky person and boyfriend doesn't I hung out with them in real life, I wouldn't feel safe around them. Right, right. Um yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, but I definitely do agree with what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Um Sometimes, as uh, consumers of media, you kind of have to know what you're going into. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So it is yeah. important to have um, those content warnings. Like, and... yeah, like one of the things I didn't realize until like I read some comments on it that you do have this character in this game, um, called or character called mom, but she's literally your mom. Yeah. Um, a lot of the communication in this game does go through text so you just get like text messages from everybody sometimes all at once once you complete a dungeon it gets overwhelming but in the very intro of the game when you launch it up Metsus pops up says this is character um who's your mom in your text messages and she'll say mom Mm -hmm. then like it it explains that um it doesn't really have any like um so basically, what mom does in the story is just sells you encouraging messages. Sometimes says, "Hey, I miss you. I wish you were back, but I hope you're having fun." Things like that. <laughs> but you have the option of turning mom off. You have the option of like mm. not having text messages from your mom. Uh huh. And like, I didn't realize um, how important that is to some people. Yeah. Um, you know this modern day and age some people have lost people <laughs> throughout yeah. these uh, past years right yeah yeah and even though you know the game says like and it's like it is true that you don't need to have mom texting you all the time or you have you didn't have mom involved at all in this yeah. game. yeah yeah like it's a nice touch and i see why uh like a dev would want to put it in there and it's also an equally nice touch that you have the option of turning that off it's completely mm. optional. Um, 
so you know, uh, the game devs, uh, Kid Fox, definitely. I, I think this is like one of their major releases. I, I don't think it's their first game, mm-hmm. but you know, seeing how like they're accepting community uh, discussion, like the good faith stuff. I think they're a great studio, and uh, can't wait to see more of them. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Boyfriend Dungeon, again, it, it does have some gameplay issues for me. Mm-hmm. In terms of, um, it doesn't feel that good to play. Mm-hmm. But it, it like compared to like um, more game focused, uh, like action roguelike games. Mm-hmm. It's just like a more casual one, um, it's, but it's it is pretty easy to get into, as compared to something like Dead Cells or like Hades, which encourages you to keep dying. Mm-hmm. This one's okay. This one doesn't encourage. Yeah, you to die. yeah, a little easier. Um, but it is um a good game. I do recommend it. Um, yeah, the writing's pretty good. It does play on like a lot of tropes. But it is, it's fun. It, the writing is fun. Mm-hmm. And that's what matters, right? As long as the writing's fun. Writing's you fun. Bash on any trope you want. Yeah. Uh, good characters. Uh, Valeria, the Dagger Lady, really good. Uh, Sawyer. Sawyer's really good, really mm-hmm. good person. Yeah, there's some non-binary characters there. It's like good representation. I think there's a two, and then one of them's a hidden character, so you have to like find them. Mm-hmm. Also, you know, well, sorry. The last part, um, you know me and midi games within games and trying oh, to beat them. Oh, you do. Today I beat the racing mini game. Um, that that's good on me. I love. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it, it's the first time I played it, I'm like, I don't know how this controls at all. And then like, I, I played it for like 20 minutes today and I beat it and I'm like, mm. sick. Could be harder though. Yeah. Cool. So that's Boyfriend Dungeon. Hey. All right. Up next. Uh, I'm going to. So, okay. Well, I, with my games, I have them in a list that are formatted from from oldest to newest. So starting with a uh, hit game released in 2006, I played Capcom's Okami, um, which is, you know, for me growing up, it was always like, man, Okami's good. And I was like, damn, really? And, yeah, I also you know, heard that Okami's good. Like, like, yeah, right. Like, it's just, it's always if, if someone says the word Okami, they're like, oh yeah, it's a good game. It's, it's always like followed by it. And you know, um, like I said, uh, I, I've been going through a backlog, you know, because you know I can't get the screen breaking. Yeah, which, which <laughs> actually, news break got one today. Very oh, nice. sick. So got to stop playing dumb games for babies. Uh, yeah, and anyway, I play a modern game for babies. Yeah, like Fortnite and uh, Control. Anyway, <laughs> um, I played Okami, you know, and I, and I went into this like hearing everyone in my life, you know, saying like Okami's good. So, uh, spoilers, not really for a 
14, 15 year old game. And if you've been spoiled by it, that's your fault. Um, Okami's long. No one, Okami. no, if, if someone says Okami and they told me it was a good game, they should have said it's also long. All right. Yeah. Th- ask that, me, that ask me be... how long, yeah. Ask me how long I think Okami is. How long do you think Okami is? Yeah. So it's like a PS2 game. Yes. Uh, it probably is PS2. like, probably like 15, 20 hours. It is, it is easily double that. Easily <laughs> double. And no, no, it, it that should, if Okami's in the conversation, it should be Okami is good and it is long. Mm-hmm. That, that I, I, this is the, the change I demand for 2021. Um, God, God. Okay. So Okami is split, is split into three acts, right? And but it doesn't tell you this because it just says Okami starts, you play Okami, you're having a good yeah. time. And Okami, it's like you're Amaterasu and the land is, you know, really bad and it's all evil, and you gotta go fight the Orochi. And you're like, all right, we'll go fight the Orochi. And the Orochi, you know, it I have a very base understanding of Japanese mythology. I, I've read a couple of things. I've I've you know, I sink my teeth yeah. into these things. Yeah, you experience that kind of media. Right. I know what the Orochi is. The Orochi, uh, for listeners that don't know, is a essentially it's an eight-headed snake kind of dragon thing that is yeah. considered one of the great demons of Japanese mythology. Um, it's yeah. later killed by Susano um, as it's one of his great feats. Um, I the Orochi in my brain is like, okay, he's the big bad, right? He's the biggest bad there yeah. is. Um, and okay, so I, I assume fighting the Orochi is the end game. You fight the Orochi, it's like the game's a good 10, 12 hours, and you're like, all right, cool, the game's over. And then you fight the Orochi, and it's like, you, oh, uh, oh, Amaterasu has defeated the Orochi, much, much to not their knowledge, this was not the end of the adventure. And you're like, what? oh, crap. And then you're like, act two, you're like, oh, crap. And so you're playing act two. And then they talk about like uh, the kitsune. And those again not familiar with Japanese mythology, kitsune is a fox demon that can fox shapeshift. Demon. Yeah. And so you go, like, all right, go fight the kitsune, and it kidnaps uh, one of your friends. And you know, you got to go do that to save the city. You go fight the kitsune, defeat the kitsune. Pretty cool battle. I liked it a lot. And it ends, and you're like, little did Amaterasu know, this is not the end of the journey. And you're like, what? what the heck? I'm like 25 hours in. How is it not the end of this game? Luckily for this game, uh, you you go through one more big dungeon, and then it's just a boss rush. So, mm. like, it's it's a 33, 35-hour-ish game. It doesn't need to be that long. Oh, my God. There's... It, it's not... It's not backtracking. When people when yeah. people normally think of padding, they think of backtracking. It's it's not like that. It's more like instead of doing like Okay, so uh, for example, right? You need to go to this thing called the the Sasa um the Sasa village where a bunch of like sparrows live. In order to get there, which is behind an invisible wall, you have to do like five things. In order to actually get there, you had to save the girl, you had to turn in the girl, you had to figure out what's wrong with the hot spring, you had to fix the hot spring, 
do this weird mini game and then finally get to the end of the Sasa village thing and you finally do the thing you have to do there. And yeah, it's like, it just pads out. Yes, yeah, it's just padded with side quests. Not necessarily backtracking, but just a lot of side quests are involved. Um, I, I have notes here. I'm not going to read most of them. <laughs> um, uh, but things of note, I will say, um, there are only five bosses. And boy, are you going to fight those five bosses a lot. You're going <laughs> to, they, they are recycled a lot. They could, all, they could only fit so much in a PSD slash Wii game. Right. Um, that's not actually true. It, it's also like, uh, again, for, for clarity's sake, I played the PS4 port. I played Okami HD. There's some quality of life stuff in that game that should have been included in an HD remaster. Like, you can't skip dialogue. And mm-hmm. normally, I'm not an advocate of skipping dialogue, but Okami's dialogue is like, um, like, like mush words. Like, like, um, how, how can I explain it? Kind of like, um, Animal Crossing, where just noise, like, like, yeah. burp, 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 burp. Like I don't I don't need to hear all the burp, burp, burp. just just skip the dialogue. Yeah, I, I like, yes, it. yeah. It's like you're reading it faster than yeah. like you get to listen to all the bubs. Yeah, but I think, and this is uh, from you know what I do in my day job as like uh, as QA. I think the dialogue is attached to the to to the to the voice asset, and I think that's why they couldn't skip it. Yeah, because the the these animations are stuck to the the yapping, which is I think in charge stuck to like the the yeah the text speed, and there's yeah, probably like, something yeah. in there that they couldn't skip. Yeah, it's like the the timing is attached to like all that yeah. stuff, and like they timed it. So yeah, that it, so it probably probably uh pretty bad for the localizers, but yeah, yeah, <laughs> um, like it's cool, like it's like. It's not a bad game. It's a really cool game. But the game is pushed so hard by its very, very good art style that if it didn't have that, I don't think it it would be as fondly remembered as it is now. Because Mm. everyone that I've asked about or mentioned that I played Okami has not thought about it or has not played it in at least 10 years. And I think they just think about yeah, it looked cool, and the and the brush stuff is great. Like the brush stuff is really interesting. Some of it's kind of eh, but it's it's a pretty cool system. Um, yeah, yeah. I remember. Um, I didn't really hear that much. I knew people a lot like love like Okami or like they really love the character um, Amaterasu or like the yeah. art around it. Yeah, but then I didn't really hear much about it other than like the occasional, uh, yeah, hangarounds and gaming forums. Yeah, mainly game facts. Yeah, um, in like the mid two thousands, until Marvel vs. Capcom three came out, <laughs> and they had Mysterio Kami on it. Yeah, yeah. And I kind of, I kind of well, like the trailer came out, and it's like. Isn't that that dog from Okami? Okami, yeah. And then a lot of people are like, "Oh man, it's that dog from Okami." Okami. I never, I never heard, I never really heard anyone like talk about the game. The game, they just <laughs> like Amatros is like really cool, like yeah. But oh man, I think people just really need to replay. I think it's just something stuck in like nostalgia. 
like yeah. forever. Like no, no one besides me is gonna go back and play Okami. Yeah. Um, like, um, uh, yeah. Like a lot of those old games definitely are like padded with content. Mm-hmm. Um, it's probably like a vestige of like the NES, right. NES stuff like that, where um, games were kind of expensive, and yeah. like you need a, you need a, like a lot of content. Yeah. To uh. If, to do the thing if i was 12 i don't think i would have minded because at that age right like video games are at least you know for us growing up in middle class homes game, games were well, every once in a while right you'd get a new game and the longer game, the game was the better right yeah it's uh, like, but now you're probably gonna get one game <laughs> one game a month or something may, yeah if you're lucky but now it's like i got other things to do this shit's long um yeah but eh, it's 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 fine i liked it um there there is a point i did want to speak about because i know that this is a different kind of discourse that comes out of do you do you retroactively look at pieces of media and you know put them on the current like moral standing right because there's a lot of sexism in okami like a lot like there's a particular character they just they just they just talk about her breasts all the time and it's just very it's very jarring Mm because it's not it's this is like the last game i would have thought would have this yeah like on because i thought it was about cool dog gods and like you know fight other gods but like there's there's a specific character interaction that happens multiple times that they just talk about this woman's like breast size Mm-hmm. And it's just really jarring in a really weird way. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. There's one could make the argument where it's like, yeah, it's, it's how it was back in the day. Like, yeah. Like the old games have like that tinge of um, sexism or like yeah. these weirdness about them. Um, like, <laughs> like just yeah. being like weird towards women or whatever. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I think. Um, it's either one of the Banjo Kazooies that has like a giant bee, and then yeah. it's like trying to <laughs> pull like weird advances on you or something. Yeah, yeah. Or like maybe like a like a conquer. Like even those game titles were kind of like mm. like wild back then. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because this is like a PS2, like a Wii game. Mm-hmm. It came out like mid two thousand stuff like that. Um. Yeah. Also, I think the other thing is like, as a kid, you you kind of just like brush it off, and like yeah. as you become adults, and like know more things about the world, and it's like, yeah, yeah it's kind of weird. Yeah, you can point yeah. that out. Yeah, like I, like, I get it. It's two thousand six. I get that this 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 flew really easily at, around that time. But yeah, it, it's something something to point out for those who do not remember Okami or have never played Okami. Okami. They just it saw a giant. That. They just saw a cool dog, and it's like, ah, yeah. cool dog, cool dog, cool dog, pretty cool, cool dog, pretty cool. Yeah, um, I, I, I won't play Okami. <laughs> no, don't. Um, You're gonna play Okami Den, right? No, I'm not. Oh. I'm not. Uh, I, I have, I have a, a rating here for the official Moog Knight, Moog Rights, uh, <sighs> brand. Uh, I gave it a seven out of ten. Real neat. Uh, I would not recommend it to anyone. 
honestly. <laughs> it's good. It's a good game. But like I wouldn't I wouldn't I wouldn't tell anyone to play you, it. You wouldn't wish anyone playing with Kami on look, on anyone. Look look at the concept art. Look at the extra art and that that's that's all about all you need. The art's really great. And that's all I'm really gonna gonna put out there. Real great art. Um yeah, that's Okami. It's long. Sounds long. Yep. Sounds good though. Yeah. Um your, your final thoughts. Did you have fun? Yes or no? <laughs> Maybe a good third of it was fun. Like if I'm if I am Fair. to sift out like like the obtuse side quests and just running around the map, a good I, I would say a good third of it was fun. I think the other one is just you playing a game with like, Arr. yeah, yeah, me just pressing the square, 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 and the triangle, triangle, getting <laughs> those combos. Yep. Cool. That's a commie. That's a commie. Um, official. Uh, Kubo Kubo writes ratings seven ten. Yep. Awesome. Um, I I honestly didn't play a lot of games this month. Right. But the big other big game I did play, mm-hmm. full name is uh, Fuga Melodies of Steel. Oh, yeah. Published by CyberConnect2, famous mm-hmm. for various uh, arena um, fighting games such as Naruto. Yeah. And the more modern one. Uh, I think they're doing the the Demon They do My Slayer. Hero, right? Don't they also do I, My Hero Academia? I think so. Um, they also did the um the Dot Hack game. Oh yeah, they did. Oh, and they did have a they did a Eyes of Heaven too. Yeah. <clears throat> so this game's not like that. Those games. Yeah, um, specifically not. Yeah. So Fuga Melody of Steel. Uh, just look, search it on Google and look at the first image. It's a, uh, it's a. Uh, all right, I say I say furry as uh, not not at, like to harp on it or like, you know, just <laughs> as not yeah. not negative, right? But a bunch of like um anthrop- anthropomorphized animal characters. Yes. Uh, standing in front of a war tank. Mm-hmm. Um, so. CyberConnect2 has like the series called Little Tail Bronx, mm-hmm. which is basically um so yeah, they also publish like this really old game, freaking the name of, and then they also publish uh uh Tail Concerto, right? Yeah, Tail Concerto, that's the one. It's like their yeah. first kind of um style oh. of those games, like the um the war and like the <laughs> the animal characters. Mm. Then uh and then the one for the the DS, uh, Salada Robo. Yeah, Salada Robo, the, the yeah. Red Hunter. Yeah. Oh yeah, they also did uh, Azura's Wrath. Yes, yeah, so Azura's Wrath <laughs> in there. Yeah, yeah, but uh, Tail Concerto was their first game. They didn't sell really well. Mm-hmm. Uh, then they did the Dot Hack games, sold very well. Mm-hmm. And the Naruto um, games paid the bills. Yeah, the Naruto games paid the bills, but they still wanted, you know. To continue on the vein of Tail Concerto, even though it wasn't that popular. Yeah. 
So that's why they did uh, the DS game, Salatorobo, and they did this one, Fuga. It's yeah. apparently are all connected. I've never played the DS game or Tail Concerto. Mm-hmm. But Fuga, uh, Fuga tells the tale of um, its village caught up in a war. And uh, these uh, people uh, call, or yeah, the the enemy factions called the Burmans, um, a little on the nose, and they're also dope, like a Doberman type of, of uh, um, characters. Uh, they have kidnapped a bunch of people in the village. Then these kids are like, "Hey, what do you do to our parents?" And then this this speaker box, like this old fashioned like nineteen twenties like speaker box, tells them, "Hey, go in this cave. Wait, I I have something for you to defeat." And get your parents back and like defeat the Burmans. And then it's just a giant tank. <laughs> These kids find a giant tank. And then they, they pilot it. And like I think you start off with like six characters and then throughout the game you get more. Uh yeah, and trying to find your parents. And along the way, you're destroying a bunch of camps and encampments, freeing a bunch of people. So I'm halfway through the story, and like recently, um, what happens midway is that you free a lab, and then in this lab, they're trying to harness like the bio soul power of these <laughs> villagers. Oh uh, yeah. Uh, you save most of them, but other people are just kind of dead. Oh damn! Can't save them. All. <laughs> Can't save them all. Uh, yeah, but I'm done with chapter six. Uh, I think there's like 12 or 13 chapters mm-hmm. playing it for a little bit. Um, it's a pretty interesting game. Uh, before Fuga, I honestly haven't played a lot of um, like uh, RPG uh, games. Mm-hmm. So this one's cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, yeah. g- given my limited knowledge of this game, I do know a few things. Have you had to use the Soul Candle? Okay. Yeah, so the Soul Cannon is a mechanic in this game where you're fighting like a super tough enemy, your mm-hmm. health drops below 50%. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so what happens when your health drops, when the health of the tank drops below 50%, you're more susceptible to these two status ailments called the mm-hmm. uh, fear, which halves your accuracy, mm-hmm. um, and this other one called being knocked out. Mm-hmm. It's a you take a hit and then, um, your character gets like a status ailment, like a like a critical health kind of deal. Mm-hmm. And then if you take another hit like that, mm-hmm. that character is just out until you reach an intermission point where you can mm-hmm. rest and heal them. Mm-hmm. Meaning they're just out out and you can't like switch to them anymore. Uh-huh. And like one of the greatest assets in this game is that being able to switch to a bunch of characters. Mm-hmm. Like um, it helps with uh like sub effects it helps with like weapon types and things like that and like um mm-hmm. skills and stuff so once you're half health um everything starts going haywire and you have this easy out button called the soul cannon <laughs> yeah. and it's like what happens is that you send a character in there and like they just die for the rest of the playthrough <laughs> you're not gonna see them ever again wow because he uses like bio energy, yeah. 
send a child to sit in the chair and I was like, oh, and then you, but you win the battle. You don't have to deal with the battle anymore. Hey. Um, so. But I have never had to use it and I don't want to use it. Right. I would, I would think so. Yeah. So, so like, so fight spoilers. Um, but it does have a interesting narrative the way it uh, frames it in mm. the tutorial. The first like thirty minutes, where um, you're forced to use the soul can, and it's not really a big deal because you time travel, <laughs> or like you just reset. Yeah. Well, in a narrative way, so it's mm -hmm. done properly. But um, you have these six characters, and then you have to use the soul cannon to continue the tutorial, mm. and then uh, at at least because. All right, if you're a gamer, if you played games <laughs> before, and then uh, I don't think this game has a difficulty uh, thingy. I actually it does. It does have like a difficulty, like easy, medium, hard. But um, if you played games before, not playing on medium, you're probably not gonna have to use the soul cannon. Mm -hmm. Um, if you play all your cards right, and like if you played if you played an RPG game before, it's not gonna be that hard. So, um, in, uh, uh, sorry. Yeah, in, in the tutorial for the Soul Cannon, you're forced to use it. Mm -hmm. So then these six characters are, like, trying to piece together. It's like, why is the reason I should go in here? Right. So it's like the, the, the big head honcho, which is, um, what is his name at the top of my head? But yeah, he he's the guy with the beret. And, mm -hmm. like, if you look at the picture, he's had crossed arms looking... Pretty badass in the front. Yeah, he's your pro tag. Well, at least yeah. you're supposed to be pro tag. Yeah. Um, he's all like, I should do it because I'm the oldest. And it's like the other other people are like, I should do it because this and this and this and this. Mm -hmm. um, and if you really think about it, it's like send you maybe send the youngest of the children <laughs> of the of the six children. I don't know. There's no oh. really good. There's no, there's no really good way to <laughs> to really piece it together because it's so right, complex. Right. Yeah. And like, do you send like the uh, the nerdy technician, or do you send mm. like the big guy, or like do you send like the youngest child who's four years old into it? <laughs> oh like, boy. So so during during this playthrough, do you in the back of your head do you know who you would send in? So you're forced to send someone in. Right of those or our top six, mm -hmm. and uh, I I chose the beret hat man because like you know fair point he is the oldest, so ah, <laughs> he has to act like the toughest one, and then you know with like all the shonen manga you've ever read, it's like they'll influence the other ones and like drive it and the final fan their parents. Ah, so so kind of like a Gurren Lagann thing. Yeah. <laughs> hey, spoilers. Hey, whoa. Double. For like a fifteen-year-old anime, it's fine. Some people haven't read it, you know. Some people haven't read fiction. Oh, as, we, as we learned with boyfriend tension. That's the only cure. Just people need just read more things, watch more things. You'll be less mad. <laughs> but um, yeah, the soul canon. Um, yeah, there there is um to get the true ending, you're not supposed to use the soul canon. Mm -hmm. But I think part of it also, because there also there's also a new game plus, like this do, 
and we could probably just send everyone to Zolcan and see what it's like. <laughs> but there's like a bonus stuff where like you send someone to Zolcan. Um, yeah, it's it's an interesting part of the game where technically you don't have to interact with it anymore after the mm-hmm. tutorial. Right, and it's like, should you? It's like I haven't found a reason to do it. I've been, yeah. do I want to kill someone? Because yeah. everyone's pretty cool. Yeah. Like um, the last character I got. So one of my characters, or one of the characters, like has escaped, like this um. Laboratory slash internment camp. Right. And then this other kid, who is uh of Bourbon descent, so he he looks like a. The, the 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 enemy people. Mm-hmm. He has helped this lady, right? He has helped the person escape the camp, and now through your travels, you have found him, looking all like beat up by like the enemy, because like he, he's a traitor, mm-hmm. and then you have invited him to the tank, so now they're together again. Mm-hmm. There, I, the, the last thing I'll say is that um. There is a strange thing about narratively, you know, having children um, be this close to war. And yeah. we, we see it, or there's a bunch of like media surrounding it, and it's always like a, uh, a heavy thing. I remember spoilers for Eureka <laughs> 7. Oh. Uh, the first time Renton, the main character, realizes he's killed someone. Ooh, yes. And like you, you see you see it through the game. Um these kids realize they are killing people. <laughs> <laughs> there there's it's not like the, the thing where it's like, yeah, they just escaped the tank and ran away. No, yeah. they people are dying. Yeah, yeah. In their hands. It's it's uh the opposite of like Valkyria Chronicles, right? Where these are chipper kids and they're just killing like armies left and right and everything yeah it's like yeah they it's like they signed up for the job in Valkyria chronicles yeah yeah and like with fuga and like most media kids going to war mm. a lot of it's like they're kind of like being forced to grow up because of their circumstance right right um it's it's it it is and it's a concept it's still hard hard and heavy for me oh yeah um, it should be there should be no it should um, be Children in war should not have any punches pulled, I think. Uh-huh. Yeah. Which is, again, one of the gripes I kind of always have with, like, Valkyria Chronicles, even though I do like the series. Like, it should, it should be a little heavier. These are, like, 16-year-olds in war. Um, <laughs> they signed up for the job. <laughs> yeah. Unlike in Fuga, where a speaker box has told them, hey, pilot the tank, not Shinji, mm. not yeah. Shinji kids. And then they pilot the tank. Mm. Um, I'll try to beat it by the end of this month. We'll see. Uh, what the last, I'll the the secondary last thing. It's part of my notes. It's that it's it, whenever you do a level, it's kind of like a endurance thing, where mm. it's like you start off with like max mel max health and stuff like that, and as you progress through a level, you face a series of battles, mm-hmm. um, and how you get out of those battles determines you know. How much health you still have, how much resources you still have, and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Uh, as as the game as the game grows up, as the game keeps going, the levels get longer. So it is like a thing of endurance, 
of like what um you get two separate paths that have like harder enemies or like not as hard enemies mm-hmm. so it's like you're, you're going through them and it's like a matter of endurance managing your resources managing um the strategy of it of like all right, I could pair these two characters together and then build up their super meter. So then when I have to to use it, I could just pop them all at once so then don't have to do this battle anymore or don't right. have to struggle with this battle. Mm-hmm. Um, it does get really tiring. Um, I, <laughs> I do have to take breaks now. Um, this game is also available on a Switch. It's like, maybe you guys just bought it on a Switch and just put it in sleep mode. Mm-hmm. I feel like, I don't know. Like the thing with you with Okami that it it gets pretty long. Uh, yeah. I have stuff I need to do. Yeah. Um, I can't really. I don't have really the time to play you know really long games anymore. Yeah. But the that. cool part about this, like the auto save, is really good. Um, it's really easy just to like do like a quarter of the um battles and then just pick it up later. Right. Stuff right. like that. Yeah, but Fuga. Pretty fun, uh, really interesting. Um, but yeah, I, I do recommend it um, if you do like um, interesting stories, if you do like uh, strategy, RPG mechanics. Uh, yeah. yeah, I will try to beat it. Just cool. like how I said, I'll try to beat Yakuza, but Yakuza's long. <laughs> that is also, I, I don't blame you for Yakuza. Um, and you have to grind it. You know how much I hate grinding. You, yeah, you know. Speaking of a game where you don't have to grind, um, I also played and beat Gravity Rush, wow. which, which fo- following Okami, is such a breath of fresh air because that game is short, and I beat it pretty fast. I think I beat it in like three days, or like uh, probably I think I finished in like ten to eleven hours. Um. Gravity Rush. First, first cat is a very good character. I like Cat yeah. a lot. She's she's very nice. She's a very nice young lady. Yeah, as um, a person who hasn't played Gravity Rush, I do like Cat a lot. Cat is very good. She's exactly what you think she is. She's somewhere between. She's she's not like a naive teenager. She's a little more mature than that, but she's not like a stiff adult. Like she's she's just kind of wants to have fun, and it's very nice. Mm-hmm. Um, the game itself, like the base mechanic of just like the gravity manipulation, is really really good, mm-hmm. and like that's like I think one of like the at least one of the games in recent memory of like if you have a core mechanic, you don't mess with it because it's really good. And you just kind of want to play with it all the time. Um, you know, cause that's 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 what I did. And then there's a particular section in the game where they do mess with it and it sucks. Um, <laughs> they, they, they take away the, the, the gravity manipulation mechanic and goddamn does it feel bad. Because um, in that game, you can collect uh, gems and you can use that, those gems to upgrade your abilities, right? Yeah. And me really liking the gravity manipulation mechanic, I mostly put all my gems into um, gauge length gauge refill like how quickly the gauge refills and yeah. how fast you fall when you have when when you're manipulating like gravity right yeah because you love it right because it's good 
Um, there's a section in that game where it like cuts your gravity gauge to like 15% and man does it suck. Man does that game just not it's just not fun when that's taken and I don't know like I want to know why they put it in like why make your game bad for an hour yeah it's like, like specifically why just make it bad for an hour to just to just play yeah it's like you're playing like uh, Mario 64 and you can't double jump anymore yeah no 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 they took away the jump you don't get to jump anymore <laughs> you get to jump anymore yeah it's, it sucks and it's like I get like you know these kinds of games like and it's in its in place you need to challenge okay so you take away the gauge but there were there are other ways to make the game harder and i don't think taking away the gauge was a good idea mm-hmm. um i just wish there was more cuz that game mostly takes place in a city uh i believe the city the city is called like uh hexville or something yeah um and so most of the game you're you're like walking around through like a factory zone or like a uh, not like a red light district zone or like downtown or old town or whatever. And it's pretty, you know, the, the architecture is pretty organic, you know, as organic as game design can be. Mm-hmm. Um, I just wish there was just more just raw platforming because they're at the end of that game, there's like dream sequences yeah. where you kind of have to like, you know, like uh, Super Mario Sunshine where it just like, it's just abstract. Yeah. It's like, it's like a separate zone, like yeah. kind of like, abstractly placed but like coherently placed yeah yeah they're more they're more like puzzles i guess rather than just raw platforming that you know most of like the organic zone feels like Hmm. um that's really fun i wish there was more of that in that game um i really enjoyed it um the the combat's pretty uh i would say the enemies aren't that great but again, like that core, that core mechanics fantastic. Um, there's also a thing, and we discussed this with a mutual friend of ours. That game's pacing, like narrative pacing, is kind of bad. Cause like one one second you're like you're like it, the game gets pretty normal, and then within like less than two cutscenes you're like in like a like an evil zone, and like everything's bad. And you're like wait hold on wait what's the going on again? Zone. And like you gotta save these children. Like, who are these children? Um, I don't know. The game was really fast, and I think it's. I don't know if it had a, had a bad budget. I get. I get. It's like a the first. It's kind of like probably like rust. Yeah. Right the door. But it's good. It's good. It's a good game. I really liked it a lot. Uh, seven out of ten. Um, <laughs> great start of a series. Cool. Will you be playing the second of the Gravity I, Rushes? I purchased Gravity Rush two, um, as with. Uh, I learned in my youth I cannot just like mainline these games anymore because I get bored. <laughs> so I am playing something in between, and that game right now is uh, Had in Time. Wow, platforming! Uh, more platforming. Uh, released by Gears for Breakfast in 2017. Uh, that's a great game. That's a it great, is a great game. game. Guess what, uh, listeners? I have played this game. <laughs> it's very good, man. Um, Hat Kid's great. She's she's such a weirdo. I yeah. love Hat Kid. Yeah, um, he's like yeah, he's you know one of the silent protagonists, but like really vocal or vocal in her actions. Yeah. Um, 
it, it's again I, I think there's a lot of uh, of of the very few discourse around or discussions around like platformers um you know if the jump doesn't feel good then why even bother making a platformer yeah. a hand in time is so tight it's so good if it's so fun to play um hat kids dash is great um the hats are fun um i again to piggyback off of gravity rush i had in times rift planes are like those bonus areas very good i love them um i i just like abstract platforming a lot uh because it reminds me of when i used to play uh mirror's edge a lot yeah Um, for platforming sake yeah yeah um i really like uh subcon forest and the battle of the birds those those two finales very good liked them a lot that game also does horror really well i don't know if you remember mm-hmm. the horror level in that game where you're in the in the spooky mansion um i think i do yeah because it's been hat a while kid, since i played <laughs> it's hat kid has so many expressions that when she looks terrified i'm also terrified because she she doesn't look scared she just looks really worried and it's mm-hmm. like, oh man, oh man, if Hat Kid's scared, I'm scared for her. Because I don't want anything bad to happen to Hat Kid. I would die for Hat Kid. Yeah, me neither. Um, yeah, uh, there's there's some levels that aren't great. Some of the gimmicky ones I don't feel too strongly about. Um, mm. I remember when, when it first came out, um, people were talking a lot about the... Um, the murder mystery level, yeah, uh, murder the, uh, on the Ellel Express. Yeah, it's like you're on a train, and then you have to do like go in different rooms, right? And then right, try right, to right. Out. right. And as as a very big fan of the murder mystery genre, I was very excited because I'd heard a lot about it. It's okay. I I think my expectations were somewhere else. Yeah. Or I I people just said it was good. And I don't think they meant like it was a good murder mystery. It's like it's good in tone, like the tone is there, yeah, but like not it, an actual it, yeah. gameplay. Yeah, it's like it captures that vibe. Uh-huh. But um, I remember I'm I was doing it. I I do remember that level, and that's being kind of like confused. Yes. On like where I'm supposed to go. It's like yes. Am I am I missing something in this room? Yes. Like, like, and most likely I was missing something in that room. And like at the very end, like you yourself gets gets to choose, right? Like who right. the murderer was, right? And I was like kind of like freaking out because I don't know who the murderer was. I was just right. jumping. I don't know right. what I was doing. Right. It's like, uh, do I need to look up a guide? Am I going to do something wrong if it gets wrong? Right, because I thought the same thing. Because you collect evidence, and it's just like it's just a, just a pickup, right? Yeah. And I it's was like, like wait, hold on. Am I supposed to figure something out? Because I don't understand. Because I'm trying to, I because I came into this thinking that this was like you have to solve it, and no, it's just collectibles, and you just choose whoever you want, and that's just who it is. Like it's just it's just pick your own guilty person or whatever. Yeah. And I think my I was a little deflated. I think I it was not what I thought it was. Um, but but again, that horror level pretty good made up for it. Um, also, the I don't know if you remember the Battle of the Birds finale is also very good because it's because you go into the final act and you they they, they just give you the timepiece 
I was like, congrats, we won, we won the award. Thank you so much, Hat Kid. Take this and go away. They're like, okay, cool. And then you go back, and then they ask you to do it again. And that's when it gets really, really good. Um, and that, that it's it's good. It's a good game. I like it a lot. I haven't beat it. Uh, eight out of ten. Much better than Okami. Yeah, I'm looking up the Battle of the Birds one. Uh, the studio part of it, right? Yeah, yeah. It's uh, X six specifically. If that's what you're looking for. Yeah, um, and they're like, um, yeah, they're like, you've done it, had kids. Leave us alone and leave. <laughs> please leave. Yeah, yeah. A lot uh, of a lot of the thing with like hat and time to you. It's like you just kind of like show up and then yeah. kind of like fix everything, but also break stuff. Oh yeah. And at the end, at the end, they're like had kids. You need take oh. take your hourglasses and go. You know? Yeah, just leave. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think um, I forget the name of the big ghosty man. He also does that. Yeah. Where after you he, beat him, he's, he's like, beat... "Just go, go away." Yeah, it's like you you don't have to deal with any more contracts. I don't want to do any more contracts with you. Yeah. You need to go. <laughs> yeah, just please. Um, um, Hack kid, a menace and a cutie. Yes, an, an incredible menace to society. I love it. Yeah, um, I, yeah, like I don't play a lot. I don't play a lot of uh, like games in a specific genre. I just kind of play all genres. But yeah, same here. When I picked up like a hat in time, um, you know, I saw like a lot of good art. Hack it's cool. Yeah, like it did. It did remind me of my fear in platformers, specifically with my fear of falling. Yeah. Um, you know. It's like you're playing uh like an, one of the time riffs and mm-hmm. then you just look down. Yeah, and, it's and then just he's just nothing. a void, right? <laughs> you just step off the edge and yeah. then it's like I just get shivers down my spine. And I was like, yeah. I don't <laughs> I need to take a little break. Wait, did did you did you beat Mirror's Edge? Because that's like the worst one for that. I played like the first like four hours of Mirror's Edge. Um I think I played it some of it with you when I got stuck because you, yeah. you, you exit the sewers and there's like a giant hole and like a yes. warehouse. Yes, yes. And it's like, I don't know how to get through this fence. And then I yeah. just stop. Uh, I am I am a noted Mirror's Edge stan. I'm a big <sighs> Mirror's Edge fan. But yeah, no, Mirror's Edge is like the worst because it has the falling animation and it does not feel good. It feels bad. It feels bad. I think you hear a crunch. <laughs> you hear, <laughs> yes, you hear, you hear the sound of Fates balling hitting the pavement. And yeah. it's not a good sound. Great sound design, not a good sound. Um, um yeah. Yeah. And time good. I should Hand play the um the DLC, the Seal the Deal. Nya- and... Nyakuza or something. Nyakuza Metro and Seal the Deal are the two yeah. DLCs. Yeah. yeah. Hope we can that... end your time with it. Um we'll have a fun time. I will probably beat it by tomorrow. I'm going through it pretty fast. Yeah, yeah, it's not a, a particularly long game. Good. Make shorter games. Yeah. I'm looking at my Steam library. The last time I played it was July 2019, and I had 12 hours in it. Yeah, that's that's most of the game. Um. Yeah, I mean, besides that, I picked up 
Fire Emblem Echoes, which I've been playing on and off, but someone died and I don't want to play it anymore, so I'm not playing oh, it anymore. Bad feeling. Good you game. Eight many, out of ten. You know how many runs I sacrificed in the XCOM 2? Oh, too many. I had to do a her- heroic Iron Man. Oh, that was too hard, man. Goes too deep. Yeah, dude. So <laughs> I showed my friend my my friend here the the last save I had. Um, <laughs> so these enemies called the lost uh, yes. zombies. Mm-hmm. Uh, they just swarm on you, and there's like a lot of them, and you only have so many bullets. Mm-hmm. Also, the uh, the big bad alien dudes were protector were surrounding these. There's basically a beacon or a satellite, right? And like they're shooting at it, and like I need to get them to stop shooting at it. Mm-hmm. Meaning I have to kill them. And I had to deal with that, and the zombies, and some of the, my crew were dying, and I I can't even I couldn't even uh, get them to the thief point um, if I wanted to abandon the mission because there's a whole bunch of zombie people, mm-hmm. and then I just stopped. I yeah, just started a new game. Lot, 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 I I cannot tell you how many XCOM two saves I have in that exact. In an almost parallel position, mm-hmm. and you just you just don't want to play anymore. The game's over, as far as I'm concerned. The game's over. Yeah. There's nothing else. <laughs> I know how this will end out, and I know how victory would be. Uh-huh. I was like, I'm just imagining the victory and just, <laughs> just letting everything go. Yep, I feel it. All right. Uh... Yes. So that's uh, every game I played on my own recently. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The the last thing we'll talk about. Um, the last games I played on my own, for uh, other than Boyfriend Dungeon and Fuga, were uh, Super Smash Brothers Melee. Uh, right. The eternal. I play every other day. Mm-hmm. Therapy. Um, some rhythm games. Uh, this one, Rhythm Doctor. I just uh, did a perfect clear of one of my favorite songs, uh, Rhythm Doctor. Oh, yeah. If you like, Good job. If you, love, if you love rhythm games, if you love WarioWare-style comedy humor, and <laughs> you love um, Rhythm Heaven gameplay of where you just press a single button uh, really well, you should mm-hmm. try out Rhythm Doctor. Right. I did post a tweet about it, about one of like, the boss levels, and it does interesting stuff with the, the screen. Mm-hmm. Um, Maybe I'll write more about it. Uh, but yeah, Rhythm Doctor, good game. Mm-hmm. The last thing, we had the pleasure of playing together. Together. The new Ace Attorney. Oh, God. <laughs> I hate names, dude. Ace Attorney Crystal Chronicles. No, the great Ace Attorney Chronicles Adventure. Of Narnia. Oh. No. Uh, Chronicles, like, I think, is the name of the collection. Yeah, but great, this the is... great Ace Attorney Chronicles new collection. Yeah, but and this then, the, uh, the first game is yeah. called Adventure. Adventure, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, this is the the latest one, uh, mm-hmm. finally released from uh, localization hell, as it was released in Japan like two years ago. Oh, longer than three that, years I ago. Because <laughs> I we, we talked about this game specifically in like high school. Yeah. Uh, this was. Da, 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 da. Oh no, we were not high school. It was 2015, so we were in co- we were 
our sophomore yeah. year in college, this came out. And I I remember us talking about it, that we were really mad that it didn't come out. Yeah, and it was like, yeah. a lot, I, I do remember like a fan localization project on it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but this game, Ace Attorney, Ace Attorney's back, baby. Hey. And, but so, set really old. Yeah, late nineteenth so, century. Briefly, uh, what's what's your history with the series? How how many how many of these titles you got on your belt? Um, I have played. I basically played all, all of them other than the 3DS one. Okay. So, um, regular Ace Attorney, Justice for All, um, Trials and Tribulations, and uh, Apollo Justice. I do own the other ones on 3DS. Also, I played the first. Uh, four hours of the Ace Attorney and Professor Layton one. Pretty okay. fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, cool. Yeah, uh, I'm familiar with a lot of cases, its vibes, right. and stuff like that. Right. So similar to me, I there was there was a moment where you let me borrow your Ace card, Rip Ace card, and I played you, in you played a marathon. Legal backups. Yeah, legal yes, backups of of copies that we own that I physically own copies of. Um, I, I marathoned the first three games, and when you when you do that to Ace Attorney games, sometimes you get kind of sick of Ace Attorney, and I think I dropped halfway through Trials and Tribulations, even though I maintain that I I do like the series quite a bit. I had a lot of fun with them. I think I just played them too fast. Yeah, those cases are long, dude. Yeah, uh, oftentimes I did lose my train of thought. Yeah, yeah, they're they're they get a little long in the two, but yeah, but they're know, they're also the kind of games where if you like stop playing for a few days and like pick it back up, you oh, might man. not remember. Yeah, you, yeah, I think that's what happened. Which I was, I think I stopped and I tried to pick it up and I forgot, and I'm like, nah, I'm not gonna get through this. <laughs> uh, yeah, um, and I did recently pick up uh, Apollo Justice and Dual Destinies. I'll, yeah. I'll pick up Justice uh, Spirit of Justice eventually, but just as a baseline, we we like Ace Attorney. We're both really big. We're both big, pretty big Ace fans. Attorney fans. We're familiar with everything. Yeah, Shoot Takumi's great. Um, like him a lot. Rip Ghost Trick. Uh, anyway, <laughs> we 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 both over the magic of the internet played the first case of uh, of the Great Ace Attorney Adventures. Um, yes. I like it a lot. Ace Attorney's back, baby, as Ace you said. Attorney's back. Oh man, I love it. Yeah. Um yeah, we played through the entire first case, you know, big tutorial. Um I think so it has like similar vibes of every tutorial um Ace Attorney you face. Yeah. The opening cases, yeah. But I think it's it's done it way better. At least it's kind of like more memorable to me. Oh yeah. Yeah. The other ones. I, I think, think maybe I, it's like, I, yeah. Outside of the first, uh, the the opening case of the opening case of Ace Attorney one, I think this is probably the most memor- memorable case. Yeah, so it, it yeah, it like it takes the like the writing and the humor of it all of um mm-hmm. regular Ace Attorneys and like, dials it up so much. Um, cause like you're used to like weird twists, you're used to like um. Uh, weird, uh, like nonsensical pieces of evidence. Mm-hmm. Like uh, I remember, I forgot if this is like 
um, Justice for All tutorial or um, the first one with the Larry Butts on trial. I think it, <laughs> oh, and I think yeah. it is the first one. Yes, yes, it is. And like uh, the murder weapon was like the thinker. Yes, it is. That's the thinker. Yes. And like a spoilers for <laughs> the first case. I think the three or two main big twists about that statue was the first one is that it's actually a clock if you turn yeah. the head. And then the second one, only two of them existed. Yes. In, in, a, in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, like in this one, it dials it up a whole bunch. Um, Rinosuke Naruhudo is not the lawyer. No. It's a med student. And, yeah, he's like a vet student or whatever student. And like your actual lawyer, the the person who was supposed to defend you, yeah. used to go abroad. And yeah. if he messes up this murder case, he's not going abroad. Yeah. You can't um, do that for your bestie. Can't do that to your bestie. You know, you always say you gotta <laughs> protect him. Yeah. Um, yeah, so he's like picking up hints, we're learning as he's learning, all that yeah. stuff. The same formula of like presenting evidence, cross-examine, things like right. that. Right. But you you get to see them in this like new twist. You get to see these same characters, but done new, or at least in right. this case, or done old. Mm-hmm. They're done old. Yeah. Um. Yeah. What are your thoughts about it? Did you like it? Um, What's it out to oh you? man, it just it fills me with a lot of like just good feeling. I I I love Ace Attorney. I love generally just a lot of like mystery figuring these things out um i have a uh big big thing i'm a very big danganronpa fan please don't talk about danganronpa with me um <laughs> i'm not in the fandom please leave me alone uh, but big fan of those games and there's but there's just a certain uh just that goofiness that his attorney has of just yeah. like it, this should be an incredibly serious environment and uh oh, spoiler warning just just stop listening because it's a new game. I get it. But I'm just going to talk about I'm going to talk about it. God, just seeing steak as as a piece of evidence is I, I know at least for me and you, we just could not get over how funny it was of just yeah. having someone present steak as evidence. Yeah, um, and the the way this <laughs> the way the steak evolves in the yes, case. The steak evolves kind of as a piece of evidence. Um yeah, no, it's 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 so it's so perfect. It's so goofy. It is I think sometimes, at least for me, can get a little sticklery of there are sometimes like these massive holes in like the argument. Um yeah, like so some lady literally just destroys evidence in the courtroom and everyone's just fine with it. Um yeah, but there's you like know. This, uh, yeah, there's like a a bridge of logic yeah or like a bridge of like absurdity where um, mm. it it does get accepted and it's like hey wait a minute yeah but it it does the other ones other parts of it so well where he just kind of like okay game i know what you're doing and also yeah. let's just see let's just see it all the way through yeah yeah um yeah but no it, it's it's so i read a couple of like things on you know why this game was made uh-huh. um basically what had happened was in the development of ace attorney versus professor layton 
Chutsukumi was on that project for way too long. And Capcom essentially just won another Ace Attorney. So they made it to Ace Attorney 5. Um, a second team made Ace Attorney 5. And Shutsukumi, like, seeing that, oh, well, they're already making this series. I want to make my own thing. And yeah. so, like, okay. And so he makes his own thing. And it's the Great Ace Attorney. And it's great. It's such a, like you said, it's such a breath of fresh air. It's such a return to, to form and such a good twist. Um, yeah, on the like, classic yeah, well, series. Yeah, it's like one of the criticisms, you know, Five and uh, uh, Spirit of Justice had where they're considerably the weaker of, like, the whole series. Mm-hmm. And um, you, you, oh, my experience playing Half of Five, it definitely wasn't as memorable, as you mm-hmm. know, it's like um, Just for All, or, like, the original Ace Attorney. Mm-hmm. Um, even, you know, what I played of Phoenix Wright and like Layton, it's like it has so similar vibes of like those twists and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And you definitely go back to uh, the Great Ace Attorney, and it is that breath of fresh air, like yeah. that whole design of it, the writing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it also helps that Great Ace Attorney was a, or this more modern version. It has a bigger screen. <laughs> it's not limited by the 3DX graphics. It, it's not limited from having more than eight words on a text box. Yeah, so yeah, fully 3D Naruhodo mm-hmm. seeing his expressions, very beautiful. Mm-hmm. Seeing everyone's expressions, very beautiful. Yeah. Uh, too many people on the witness stand. <laughs> it was a, case. it was <laughs> a developing system. Okay, they were still getting getting the kinks out of the. Out of the Justice of Japan. Yeah. And, you know, having multiple people on that stand and having like a, screen, a screen big enough to support it. Yeah, yeah. That's really cool. Uh, I liked it. Uh, definitely looking forward to playing more in the future. Um, yeah, really, really looking forward to it. Yeah, definitely. Uh, makes me want to go back to play more of... Uh, Phoenix Wright, uh, Layton. Yeah. That, that one is a banger. Yeah, so here that one goes places. Let's go places. Um, also, I remember there's like a night dude with a wine glass and he kind of like throws wine at you. Uh-huh, yeah. Also, they kept the scaling for Phoenix and Layton. <coughs> Sorry. <laughs> and Layton. Yeah. So it's like yeah. this dude with a giant head and like <laughs> this normal looking dude who's taller. He's a regular looking man. <laughs> a regular looking man. Uh, very good. Yes. Uh, uh, the last thing I'll say about Ace Attorney, um, mm-hmm. I may be a fake gamer or whatever, but even with Layton, I use the spoiler-free guide because, like, I don't want to be wrong. Um, <laughs> uh, I I think for some sometimes I I think it is a little bit less, and there there's a certain certain time where leaps in logic need to be made and sometimes it's not it's not very clear what mm. logic that's supposed to be yeah so what i would do is like i'd try to figure it out and then look at the yeah. quality free guide and we're like yeah uh, that's what it wants me to do yeah yeah like once like you know an answer is like oh i get i get the logic leap you're you're trying to make me think but that sometimes that's not clear Mm-hmm. 
especially like these games kind of you especially with with the first game you play with the first case you play uh you get to play like you're not given any time to investigate you don't really have a lot of context of what the case actually is so those leaps in logic can get really difficult um i don't think that I mean, it's a first player game and you're not robbing yourself of anything yeah it's fine uh that's that copy pasta with like dark souls of like you yeah. didn't really the game oh, who cares it's a single player game you don't play a game you play the game how you want to play it yeah anyway oh, Attorney. uh good game good series yes it's back it's back baby it's <laughs> I'm ready for uh, Ace Attorney 2049. Cyberpunk Ace Attorney? Yes. Phoenix right in space. Yeah. Space law. Space murder. Oh, no, not space murder. Mm-hmm. Cool. Mm, neat. That's uh, our games update. Games. Uh, again, we t- I, I talked about Boyfriend Dungeon Fuga. I yeah. spoke about uh Hat in Time, Gravity Rush, and Okami. And then um our time with the Grace Eight Thirty Case One. Woo! Hashtag steak. Yeah. Oh, I love me some steak. Yeah, eat. the steak does evolve. Um, uh, play it for yourself, the steak does evolve. Yes. Even ste- it surprised me. <laughs> Steak is really up there with bird as my favorite piece of evidence that Ace Attorney has brought up. Um, bird, yeah, up. Bird, bird's a good one. Yeah. Um, I I still think about the thinker though. The thinker, a really good one. Yeah. Um, yeah, you still haven't played a, a Apollo just yeah Apollo Justice right? It's on my 3ds as we speak. Yeah, that uh that first case does have some twists that I'm remembering. Kind okay. of silly yet fun. I will. I will I think, be playing it soon. I think something about a fire extinguisher and something oh. about a blood writing and like a broken watch. <laughs> okay, you know, the, the classic broken watch. Yeah, you know? every every murder mystery has up to broken watch and bloody writing. Broken watch, right? It's like it's like. Murder. The watch stopped when the murder happened. Mm-hmm. And I was like, no, actually, the watch stopped when the murder, like, broke his watch. Yeah, ten hours ago. Yeah, it was already broken. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Bloody Writing. Shout out to Merding and Rampa One Case One. Best <laughs> bloody writing in any game. Bless. <laughs> yes. Uh, quick aside. Um, I. We we did play the first case together as well. Yes. Maybe we'll do a Danganronpa podcast. I don't know. Oh man, my my hearts and dreams to talk about Danganronpa one. But, I um, mean, I mean, yeah. Danganronpa purist. Danganronpa one is the best Danganronpa, followed by three. Uh, two's okay. Yes, I, I do own it and have it installed. Yeah. yeah. Haven't hit the the switch yet. Yeah. Two two but, has like two has one good case in my <laughs> opinion. Well, okay. Two has one really good case. I'll admit no, no, that. Talk about digging Rampa again. No, stop me. Stop me on the podcast. Yeah, but uh, one one quick aside, bloody writing. Uh, original game PSP. You could have done it really easily. Yeah. We played it on the PS4 on um, my friend here's tiny TV. 
So I always wanted to flip his. I we flipped this tiny TV over to have that same effect. Oh, it's great! I Very wonderful, it. wonderful time. Anyways, yeah. uh, that's the end of here. I uh, mm-hmm. hope you enjoyed our games update. Yep. Um, we'll be playing more games. Um, you have a cart. All right. So, where can people find little... you? Where can people find me? I can be found on Twitter. I'm hitting the mute button because I'm so coughing. Uh, Twitter at Mognite. Uh, you can find my writing, kupowrites.wordpress.com. Uh, and you can find my personal blog at kupowthoughts.neocities.com. Nice. I think that's it. Uh, I am really only active on Twitter. Uh, I can be found at uh, at Summer Kurtz. Um, it's German. Just just figure it out. Don't worry about it. Just figure it out. It's up German. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's that's it. Um, it's always a pleasure talking to you, my dear friend. Oh, it's a pleasure talking to you in this format in which we mm-hmm. just get to share our opinions and stuff. And, like, yeah. Uh, on them. Different vibes. But this is kind of also stuff we normally do. Yeah, true. Anyway, yeah. glad anyway, it wasn't all bummers. No bummers. All narrative uh platforming uh <laughs> i'll figure out the title for this it's fine stories stories good yeah uh keep reading fiction uh there's more fiction out there read always remember that uh separate fiction from real life yes and have a good time yeah read things out of your comfort zone read more things out of your comfort zone yeah Yeah, currently I'm reading a visual novel. Uh, maybe I'll write more about it. It's way out of my comfort zone. It's about mm. nuns, uh, the 1400s, and ah. creepy things happening. Yeah. That sounds uh, anything like... you're playing real quick? Uh, still playing Hat in Time. I will be on vacation for a bit, and then my PS5 would be delivered. And I and think... Fortnite. The probably the first thing I'm going to play is Control. I've been waiting on that for a while. Um, yes, I also have, and haven't yeah, played it. Yeah, I'm going to play Control. Then probably after that, I'm going to play. Uh, what's that good one? Um, Disco Elysium. Yeah, probably play that after. Probably yeah. But Control is like the first thing I'm biting at. Yeah. Uh, next gen. Or, next it, gen it, maybe. It looks, it looks definitely pretty. Yeah. Cool. Uh, again, follow us on social. Uh, follow the podcast. Uh, my ultimate goal is to have up to ten episodes by the end of this year. Yeah. Uh, hopefully, we'll be able to do it. Uh, what, thanks for listening. What, of course. Uh, you're saying, yeah. Thanks for listening. Um, hope you have a good one. Uh, yeah. Love you Take all. Care. Bye. Take care. Bye. Take us out.